Music is just organized noise, and noise is poison to the mind. Welcome to We Don't Believe in Beatles, the post-Beatles podcast. Join us as each week we take a chronological deep dive into the work of the Beatles as solo artists. This week, we're looking out the window and watching a certain man go by. The eve of Halloween was the night he was born on. He looks like an Arab who was dancing through Zion. <laughs> he beat me to it on that one. <laughs> he just came back from Mallorca, Spain, where a woman held out a 10-pound bag of cocaine. A, a 10 he zipped up his 10-pound <laughs> bag. 10-pound bag. <laughs> a 10-pound bag of cocaine. He zipped up his mouth because he started to drool. You see, in school, he broke all the rules. But to the woman's surprise, he turned around and cried, No, 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 no! I don't <laughs> sniff no more! I'm tired of waking up on the floor. So back off, Boogaloo! <laughs> well, good for you, Snookaroo. Only this man can make the darkness bright while just singing a cappella. It's Ringo Starr on his album from November 74, Good night, Vienna. Oh, beautiful rhyme at the end there, Jack. Yeah, that was lovely. Rhyme at the end. Holy shit. Uh, well yeah. done, Jack. Top notch. I uh, appreciate it. Thank you. As Thank always, you as much. always. As always. How um, are we all? Glorious. Yeah, good, thanks, mate. It's a little early here, Just, but Cameron is going to go to here. bed early, so I need to get yeah, up early. Is that how it is? That's how, that's how it works, yeah. Okay, I get cool. up very early these days, which means I have to go to bed very early. Mm, fair enough. You're living the farm life. You've got a horse and a sheep. I'm living the farm are life. Are you getting I'm a good night's sleep? <laughs> well, not tonight, but most nights, yeah, pretty good. Okay, um, a little, little bit cold in the in the summer house, but uh, I'm yes, I've moved to a farm in Surrey, uh, <laughs> the land of Brexit voters, I think. Um, oh, <laughs> but you wouldn't know it. There's none of them around here, oh, um, and it's very snowy right now. There's there's animals, there's vegetables, there's minerals, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, loving it. How are you, Jess? Great, good. Yeah, I'm really good. I um, it's summer here uh, the, the gardeners just came and whipper snipped the lawn is that a term mm, that's woo. used in the uk whipper snip i mean why why not i haven't heard it but i like it it's so official here too like it is the, yeah. the instrument is called a whipper snipper i would have no idea what else you could call snip. that thing i think it's an edge edge it's edging edge trimmer edge trimmer yeah isn't that wasn't that a, a fear factory song break of the edge trimmer <laughs> <laughs> anyway today we're talking about ringo Starr. <laughs> Wait, we didn't ask Jack how he was. Jack, it is, oh, yeah. do you like this album? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> okay, it's really cool. Lucky. <laughs> Thanks, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, just I guess we've got to get the first big question out of the way. Is he talking about a ten-pound bag of cocaine, ten pounds in value, or ten pounds in weight? <laughs> I, I would mean, assume value. That's a little okay. extreme. Even for um, I guess in the, yeah, on, in the seven in 1974, ten pounds probably. There's a lot more. There's loads of money. In loads of money back then. Yeah. Buy a mm. house for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what, what's any context around this record? It's, um, yeah. How long has it been since Ringo? It's only been Ringo's a year. Ringo. Yeah. Yeah. It's like exactly a year, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Both were no, yeah. Both of November. It was the year before. 
Okay, um, and but, and just to clarify, okay, so they're kind of starting at the end here. But Back Off Boogaloo was released between the two albums, or was that before Ringo? It was nineteen seventy-two, actually. Back Off Boogaloo. So that is before Ringo, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so somehow it was released- it's been tied up to this album. Yeah, it was released just after uh, Concert for George around that period. So after okay. it don't it don't come easy. Uh-huh. Um, and apparently, yeah, they did it after Concert for George. It was written with George Harrison as well. Yeah, right. uh, but it's the only yeah. time he features on this record for the yeah for the first time in a while he hasn't and he doesn't even really fit in. It's not even on the record. Yeah, and he didn't get a credit for it until oh, really? like two thousand and something or other either after for after his, his death anyway. For his guitar playing, do you mean? Well, for the, for a writing credit or any credit for the song at all. Oh, wow. oh okay, because he's yeah okay, so he is one of the writers on Back Off Boogaloo, is he? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. yeah. That makes sense because it um, is a very, very strong song. <laughs> yeah, it's got a. It, it's, Not that I don't have faith bring, in Ringo's songwriting. Well, sure, it brings me back to a bit of Hoochie Coochie, which I believe was a Ringo song, mm. uh, but it's, it's similar vibe, repetitive. Yeah, it's got that same kind of like, jam vibe. Yeah, and it's good, really good. Um, this time not written by Ringo, but yeah. Yeah, so, well, let's just it, talk about that song at, at, at you know extended now because uh, it's it's pretty bloody great. The guitars yeah. on it are just freaking sensational. George is the highlight of that song for me. Also, Ringo's drums too. They're just so iconic. They're really interesting. Oh, of course, that's him on that. Because I have no idea how much drumming is Ringo by this point and how much is not him on any of his I think you can just tell. I can tell Ringo's sound so immediately. I wish I could say the same. Apparently, Jim Keltner is on this song as well. If you look at the, if you look at the credits for this song, there's heaps and heaps of musicians on it. It's crazy. Um, But it's all seamless. It sounds very, yeah, it sounds really tight. I think it might be my my favourite Ringo song I've ever heard, this song. Ooh, gee, back off. Mm. How how about the video then? Oh, it's fucking insane. (laughs) Definitely my favourite Ringo video. Of all the Ringo videos I've ever seen, this is definitely Mm. the best one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's... yeah, there's, we there's another talk? great one on this album as well, to be fair. But another yeah. great video of this album. Yeah, well, they, did you watch the video for Only You on this album? No, or? I did not. Uh, well, it's just him and uh, Harry Nilsson on top of the Capitol building after okay. doing the promo for this video. And he, like, Ringo's all in his get up in the space suit. <laughs> and, and then Harry Nil- and they're just next to the flying saucer. Harry Nilsson's just there in a chair, like smoking his like cigarette, and they're just singing this. It's ridiculous. It's mental. Amazing. Wow, that sounds but, brilliant. Uh, worth checking out, anyway. But but this video this, is uh, this video yeah, is Ringo ridiculous. being chased around by a guy in a Frankenstein's monster kind of costume. So I have him. to say. This is a niche reference, but I know the one that at least at least the three of us will get, if no one else. This video reminds me a lot of Bewitched by Candlemas. Oh, oh my you know, god, it does. You know, you know what? I, I'm not being, I'm not lying. I was showing this to Amy the other day, back off Boogaloo, and then I was like, "Oh, by the way, have you seen Candlemas <laughs> Bewitched?" Not because you thought they were similar, but just something got triggered in your subconscious. Yeah, something made me think of it. Can Seriously, I ask, Jack, is she now yes. Bewitched? <laughs> Mate, since I met her, since I met her. Oh, okay, that's fine. So it wasn't the video that did <laughs> it. Bewitcher. No, 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 but it would have done it if if I hadn't have done sure. that, you know, months ago. There, I mean, look, it does have a, this video does have a happy ending. He does seem to make friends with the Frankenstein's monster by the end. They're mm. dancing around together. 
Yeah, um, they sort of throw a glass over their shoulder in a, a kind of Greek wedding style or something. Mm, maybe they holding hands into the sunset. Maybe they do. Maybe that. Yeah. yeah. What? So hang on. Do we get any closer to figuring out what a boogaloo is? Because telling yes. us to back off doesn't doesn't. It's a dance, right? But so how can you say back off dance? So I think back off tango. In this, it's kind of like. Well, yeah, it's kind of like calling someone Tango, or, you know, like which is also a nickname. <laughs> when was the last time you called someone Tango, Jess? Well, it's like a, I don't know, a can of drink is what it is. It's a, it's a military thing, isn't it? I don't know. It's a, it's the letter T like, in the phonetic alphabet. It's just kind of like, yeah, that too. But it's just kind of like I don't know a, a term of endearment for someone. It's oh, Tango! Like oh, it? you, oh, Tango! You guys. Well, are it's, it seems like that in this context. I'm not saying I'm familiar with that being what it is, but yeah. Oh, Lots of people probably. say this song's about Paul as well, no? Nah, l- rubbish. I, I feel <laughs> yeah. like every fucking song any one of these people puts out, someone's like, there are theories that it's about <laughs> And it's like, shut up. Not everything's about each other. It's, <laughs> it's about Frankenstein. Let's just... <laughs> what about yeah. one of the lyrics beyond Back Off Boogaloo? Well, the only, thing, the only thing I could think of that could have anything to do with Paul, and I'm, uh, it's a bit of a stretch here, but it says, wake up, meathead. Don't pretend that you are dead, but it really doesn't make any sense. Mm. Or get yourself together <laughs> now and give me something tasty. Everything you try to do, you know, it sure sounds wasted. Like because yeah. in Paul's solo stuff, Ringo was pretty critical of him fe- feeling like he was losing the plot a bit. Um, you know, he was just another is, person who didn't understand Ram. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> By that point, Wildlife Ram and McCartney have been. I mean, what's he on about? Do you know what I mean? I totally, mean, he yeah. wasn't talking about it, so it's fine. But exactly. Yeah. You know, how does it, it? Yeah. <laughs> if you'd put out, you know, Brokers of Blues, you wouldn't be criticizing anyone for anything. <laughs> uh, the B side for <laughs> Back Off Boogaloo is a song called Blind Man, which is fantastic. Oh, my God. So, really? Do you, do you guys know about Blind Man? What do you mean? No. Oh, it's okay. So, so, but yeah. First of all, Jess, I agree. It's fantastic. It's weird. Well, well the reason I said the reason I said really is because on my notes, all I put next to it was whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That was my first thought. I listened to it twice, okay. and the second time completely converted me. But okay, so here's the thing with Blind Man. In I think it was 1972, probably around back off back off Boogaloo era, uh, Ringo yeah. Starr was in a film. He was in a few films at that time, and this film was called Blind Man. It was a spaghetti western film. Oh, what? Um, and he was billed like second second top billing, but his part was like quite small. I think he was in it for about five or ten minutes, but of course mm. he got you know they, they tried to use him to milk it. And here's the, here's the um the synopsis of the film that I wrote down. It's absolutely batshit. A gritty tale of double and triple crossing in the white slavery trade of the Old West. Blind Man follows a sightless bounty hunter, so like as in a blind bounty hunter, who, with a little help from a trusty seeing eye horse, must take on bloodthirsty bandits and the Mexican army in his quest to deliver 50 mail order brides to hard up miners in Texas. What? What? Wow. It's blind cowboy movie with a with a non-blind horse. Okay, so when is this. When is the next Ringo episode, which is going to contain not that much to talk about? Because <laughs> maybe we well, should include. <laughs> I was going. I was going to say I need to watch this now, and I don't know if you guys have watched it yet, but I actually watched Listomania uh, last night. In fact, yeah, that's when he was the priest and the, yeah. he was the pope. And the pope. And uh, yeah, I wasn't going to bring up this episode because I think the next episode, which is in like maybe three 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 albums time. I thought we could talk about it then. And maybe we can talk all Ringo films because I didn't know he was in so many, to be honest. Mm. Well, also, 
we're also leading into a new era of Ringo's um, relationship with record companies because this is the last record that he's done with EMI. I think there was like a compilation afterwards to kind of complete his um, yeah. deal with him. But then after this, he signs with someone else. Um, yeah. Polydor, I, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then it, it, nothing's on Spotify. So I guess we have to. Ah, Jesus. Somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> We can't find Bad Boy. Uh, Roderick Reveal, yeah, which is our next one, is and Ringo the Fourth are both not on Spotify. So wow, Jesus. Yes. Anyway, that's, that's right. Film I'm sure we'll acquire great. them by completely legal means. Uh, absolutely, no question. Um, no but yeah, no Blind Man. I I love. I think it's again. You, I like when you can hear Ringo's kind of country influences in a way that's not too overbearing or too samey after a while mm. and this is kind of more yeah. like johnny cash than like traditional country which i really really like for sure yeah i agree yeah and the song was not actually used in the film at all that he made it like he flew yeah, back right. from filming which is done in spain he got back to the uk recorded the song and the director was like no nah, i don't like it wow <laughs> yeah. oh my it didn't fit with the vibe of the movie yeah, and both of these songs were written by Ringo too, which I think is uh, is pretty impressive, especially considering well, some of the back off Boogaloo was him as well, was it? Yeah, Rocky Mand and, and George Boy. Well, apparently, I mean, it's not credited to George, but I believe you, Jack. But he didn't write many songs on the on Goodnight Vienna itself, and the ones that he did, hmm. Which which ones did he yeah. write? I haven't looked at the writing. He credits. wrote "Ooey," "All by Myself," and "Call Me." Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> The Dutch. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's let's get into it. So, uh, like, I think there's some there's a few um, overarching notes that I have about this album. First of all, I feel like we're settling into the style that Ringo is gonna run with now, kind of from 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 what I can tell. You know, yeah, there's like a bit of it's there's elements of croon, crooner, like elements of sentimental yeah. journey crooner in there. There's elements of rock and roll and boogie elements music country. and some some ballads and a lot of collaboration i guess you know it's, it's yeah. really, a really a collaborative pro- would you say that's right jack from being someone who knows more about the future of what we're getting into yeah overall i i i can't say that i know or have listened to that many other ringo albums but from what i know yes for yeah. sure i mean how and i hadn't really quality is remains to be seen but we'll we'll, we'll get there. yeah <laughs> i hadn't really thought about how many covers he he mm. does as well uh, and it was interesting. We'll get into it, but I was interested to see what covers he does. I think he picks them quite well, actually. It doesn't necessarily uh, mean they're better versions, but I think the songs themselves are, are, are good. But yeah, are we talking about songs that are coming up, or are there covers on Goodnight Vienna? On this, on this album, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Only what? You. What other? That's uh, a cover. Only you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a classic. Oh, that was good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that was so high. I don't know why I chose to sing that. Oh, no. I confuse You know how sometimes you do medleys in your head between two different songs? Mm. Uh, with that one, I do only you. That's okay. What is it? Is that the Bee Gees or something? The oh, Beach I'm Boys? not sure. Sing it again. Sing more. Only you has something me out of my life. Is that a song? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're singing wrong lyrics as well, so it's a little hard to Yeah, remember. probably, probably. But yeah, no, we'll there's, get into it. But there are there's a mix of covers and songs written for him on this album. So it's a it's again okay. a bit of a, a mishmash. Some to varying degrees of success, I would say. Um there are yeah, some baffling sure. choices on this record. Like I I in general, <laughs> I I quite like Goodnight Vienna. I think it's a good listen. It's got some real high points, but it's quite confusing. 
I don't know <laughs> certain things. Yeah, I also, I like, I mean, look, when it got to acapella and it's this sick kind of reggae-infused song, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be Ringo's temporary secretary. This is going to be his, <laughs> his walls and bridges. It's not. It's definitely it's not. not. Yeah. Let me clarify. I, I did have a few moments where I was like, is this going to be great? Am I going to yeah. get Ringo yeah. as a temporary secretary in a row? And no, I'm not. I would also say this is probably my favourite cover of the album, uh, inclu- like including uh, Bokers of Blues, yeah. So yeah, certainly. so um, I didn't realise really? this was just a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now, this was just a still, apparently, from uh, the day the earth stood still. Yeah, with just uh, his film. face on it. Which I'd never, oh, yeah, thought of what? before. Yeah, yeah. Just Ringo's face pasted onto the. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, that's not very good, is it? Okay, take it back. <laughs> You've ruined it from me. Then I've you said that it. they were also doing a shoot of like kind of copying. Yeah, yeah so they, so they yeah, recreated exactly. it. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, so he was. No, I haven't. I feel like I should, but anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, they they did a commercial a promo where he's in a flying saucer, flying saucer next to the Capitol building in LA. And, uh, Classic. and have, have you seen the promo at all? No. And like John, uh, like Lennon does a little voiceover. Mm. Uh, maybe we can play it actually, but, but he says, sure. is that Ringo Starr advertising his new album? Good night Vienna on Apple records and tapes. It certainly is John. Wow. You look so wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. That's quite good. I like that. <laughs> That's amazing. And it it's just ridiculous. But, well, apparently Ringo did the promo for Walls and Bridges. Walls and Bridges, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is like similar same. similar vibe. Mm. Yeah, anyway. Uh, and then they did the promo and that's where the video came from for Only You with Harry Nielsen as well. Yes. But yeah. Okay, cool. I'm looking it's worth watching. It's, that, yeah. it's, it's funny anyway. Um, and, and there's another sort of interesting turning point that this album, and I guess probably Walls and Bridges really, is like we've now, I think it's fair to say we've entered the era where everyone's like quote unquote best work is behind them. Like everyone's hit their commercial high and it's all, yeah. <laughs> all downhill from here. Well, well I don't know. I mean, no, no, no. The podcast is going to be really listenable for years to come. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it doesn't mean the album's great. Word for it. If there's if there's one thing we've learned so far, it's that public opinion on these albums cannot be trusted. It's not not a very good right. So you mean quality, c- commercially, they're kind of yeah, big. yeah. Exactly. Okay, sure. We've had Battle I mean, of the Run, we've had Ringo to a degree. Had, imagine. Wings go from height to height after this. Is that a thing? Can you say height to height? Is that, uh, that I don't know. Strength from to wing strength, to wing. height to height. From I think wing when you're talking about wings, wing. it makes sense to go height to height. Cloud yeah, to yeah, cloud. Yeah, there you go. There you from go. Flap to flap. Uh, but Ooh. they probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Have carry? they made their bet? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they they're they're commercially successful like uh for a while now wings for sure and they yeah. reached some, yeah reached and like, yeah wings, wings over america was big wasn't it so yeah and the next few of... few albums for sure mm. okay well that's good to but, know that but, there's but Ringo, so we are say... not yet to go back to the egg of course so no nor yes. have we gone to london town mm. um I've just noticed there's a crossbow in front of me on the wall. <laughs> Remember when we talked wow. a lot about getting a crossbow from Harrods? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Did they get it from Harrods? 
I don't know. I'm looking for the Harrods insignia on it, but I don't see it anymore. Is it just a? Is it just like a, a flex just to say don't fucking fuck up the farm work or you'll get crossbowed? It could be. There is an arrow as well dangling across from it. They're both hanging on a candelabra. I think is the word. Candelabra. You're in a room with a candelabra and a crossbow. No, Where it's, are you it's not a candelabra. It's like a. It's a. It's an iron candle. Two candles like hang fixed into the wall. And a crossbow and a, hey, and a bow what's the, what's that and an called? arrow sorry, dangling over it. I don't know. A candle hey, fixture. Someone, someone listening is going to be like yelling it, going, "Ah, you idiots!" <laughs> it's what's a called? candle flop. It's called. Uh, it's a candle mass. It's a candle mass. It's a candle mass, of course. Now, don't get and bewitched. <laughs> <laughs> so many callbacks in this episode. Maybe. Yeah. So anyway, move. Yeah. So let's move on from there. All right. So. It's all down to Goodnight Vienna. Opening track, uh, a bit of a I'm the Greatest for me. Yeah. Um, it's another written by John, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's just it's it's just a fun song. It's good. It's not I'm the Greatest. It's no. not the Greatest, but it is, yeah, it's decent. I like yeah. it. I'm yeah, decent. I like it too. Yeah. It's, it's uh, got this good like, do, 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 you know, makes me want to, ooh, boogie. Uh-huh. <laughs> we talked in the other uh, in the Ringo episode about the lost weekend where uh, John and Maypang lived in a house with Harry Nilsson, Keith Moon, and Ringo Starr, and I feel like this song probably was pretty ubiquitous during that time for them. Like it feels like it captures yeah. that spirit quite a bit. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's good. This is a song I'm I'm glad that Ringo did rather than John. I could imagine, yes. and I'd, I'd like to, yeah. uh, to have a proper recorded version of John Lennon doing "I'm the Greatest," but this suits Ringo. Uh, yeah, I think John I doing say. this would be a bit a bit lame. It'd be like the worst side of John that would mm. sorry that would come out. But in in Ringo's on Ringo's terms, it comes out really well. Mm. And he did write this one specifically for Ringo in mind as well. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Strong opener. Um, We've also got a reprise yeah, of it at the end of the album, which is totally unnecessary, but it's fine. Don't need I, I don't need any more albums with the same song twice or callbacks to other songs by anyone else's career. But it has gusto. The reprise has gusto, man. Yeah, it does have gusto. gusto. With gusto. Um, he also so it, what's with the Arab Arab dancing in Zion or something? What's what? Yeah, that line is mad. I have no idea. <laughs> Who says Arab? Come on, I know Arab. And then in the next song, he. Oh no! He, doesn't he? Maybe it's doesn't he pronounce Mallorca wrong? Am I just pronouncing it wrong? I don't know. I think he, I think he says Mallorca. Puts the uh, no in, in no. Oh, he no, says no, Colombia. Mallorca, Spain, like Mallorca, oh, Spain. Yeah, it's on my, but I think that's just to fit in with. The no, lyrics. no, he's talking about his killer whale, Mallorca. Ah, uh, Mallorca, of course. Is the killer whale's name is Spain? Yeah, Mallorca, Spain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He sort of does a little accent in a couple of bits that are oh, maybe no, no, not no, necessary. <laughs> in, yeah, we'll, we'll, get there. we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes, I do. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the second song is where it starts to get pretty interesting for me. Mm. So this is weird. This is like, okay, yes. so th- this this is like a, an old tune right, written by Alan Oh, is it? Song, yeah. Which, it was okay, written by Did you guys Alan listen Tuesday, to any yeah. other versions of this? Hmm. I listened to the original Lee Dorsey, Lee Dorsey version, version which, which is exactly the same, but it's better. It's but fantastic. It's, yeah. So basically, it just this just sounds like awkward white boy Ringo covering a black soul yeah. song, okay. and it just right. doesn't work at all. It's I mean, th- yeah. I, I I noticed that it seems like he tries to. Oh god, I can't remember the the line. He the line before acapella. He 
there's a word that doesn't rhyme with it, but does mellow. rhyme with if you like mellow. Mellow. Yeah, that's right. So it's like you just say mellow, but instead it says mellow and then tries to rhyme it with acapella. It, it just, yeah. Insane. And because that's not what Ringo would say, it yeah. just falls flat. It's like the whole thing is, it's okay. So it sounds, what it sounds like is, you know, those Frank Zappa songs where he's like kind of taking the piss out of the style that he's creating or like as he's creating it. Like think of like Bobby Brown goes down or stuff mm-hmm. like that, where it's like, a bit of a piss take of itself. It sounds like that, but not self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I when I saw, I didn't know that this was a cover originally until uh, doing the research, but yeah, I too. wasn't surprised no. when I saw it was. And I was sort of happy it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, it was, sorry. Um, so we see later yeah, on, yeah. we have another what? cover in Only You, you know, classic, um, which is, we'll get to it, but it, that to me really hits hits at the point like really well like it's it's done in Ringo style and kind of highlights what he's good at this is the yeah. opposite it's like he's not he doesn't nail this it's exactly like the original so it just kind of it, it it's a bit strange to me as to why he decided to even include this or like cover this version like why why, yeah. why include this it's I mean look like I gotta say like I, 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 I quite like it I mean, it's, really? I haven't it's heard the original. So I don't awkward. know. How. It is awkward, yeah, but it's Devoid got. It's very funk funky. Or... Very, very. Funky. It's devoid of funk. What are you talking about? <laughs> we just said the opposite thing. I think that um, maybe musically it's fine, but the vocal is like it's just so. It's not in the pocket. It's good, isn't it? I think I agree with you, Jess. Now, only knowing that it's a cover. If it had been a song on its own, I've been like, this is quite fun, to be fair. Well, I wrote down, this is White Boy Soul before I heard yeah. the cover. And then I heard the original. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's what it should sound like. Like, it just sounds better. Yeah, if you, yeah. If you AB the two, it's like, you know, it has this quality that, you know, this one just does not have. Yeah. When I first listened back to this, uh, I was like, I was thinking, maybe Linda McCartney should be singing on this song with him. <laughs> Okay. I mean, maybe she should just could, sing everything. Could you imagine if Ringo Starr and Linda McCartney did an album I together? I feel think like that would really work. That's what it would, wouldn't it? Yeah. Have we? Mm. Is there one coming up that I just don't know about, and you're gonna? <laughs> I mean, I wish there was, and maybe mm. I'm wrong, but I've been looking, and I don't think there is, unfortunately. Linda. But a, lo- a lot. She of does. Her- <laughs> she does sing on. <laughs> she does sing on. Uh, <laughs> what's what was it? The the six o'clock. Song. 20 seconds, six o'clock. That's right. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. <laughs> so that's the closest we get to a Ringo Linden. A Ringo, yeah. But Ringo I feel Jewett. like she's got a bit of a, I mean, I, I don't want to call this reggae because it's not, but you know, like a vibe. Mama puts the bucket in the I have one more question though. Why is it called acapella? Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. I, I was trying to figure out. Because it's just a cappella. No, is that maybe like, like a, a New York like a cappella? But yeah, I, I looked I guess, it up. Maybe. I, you know, I was doing some pretty deep diving to try and find, and it's like it's not anywhere on the internet is this word spelled like this except no. relating to this song. So is it yeah, just like yeah, one of those things where like I don't know at the time you know no one really cared how that kind of thing was spelled in this context, so they just like they just that's called it that, and then it yeah. just stuck for cover versions and stuff. Because it yeah, in the context, mm. it seems like they're just talking about singing a cappella. Yeah, is, that's what that's what I thought because I I looked as well and I couldn't find anything. Mm. So yeah, acapella. Why not? It's fine. Yeah. When yeah, was the this, original written? Oh, from nineteen seventy. Oh, it wasn't. Not, not it wasn't much old. before. No. Okay. okay. Right. 
I didn't realize it was. But that. I, I had a quick, a quick listen to the album that it's from, though, and it's worth, uh, worth checking out. Yeah, cool. It's called right. Yes We, well, Yes We Can. It's good. And of course, the Alan Toussaint who wrote this later works with uh, Wings on Venus and Mars as well. Oh, cool. Maybe only, maybe only a couple of songs, but yeah, because that's. Anyway, we'll get on to that. Just sure. aside, I mean, I, I think that Venus and Mars, I feel like, Jack, you're dropping a lot of lead-ins and a lot of hints to Venus and Mars, <laughs> both on the podcast and in our personal lives. I'm a little bit excited for it now. I'll say no more. I'll say no more. No more shall be said. Well, I think this song shouldn't be on the album and I hate it. <laughs> Next. It's a short album. It's like 30 minutes, Jess. Uh, you can't go cutting songs. No, you don't I can't. Like- and I will. <laughs> If if you don't like that, what the hell do you think of Ooh Wee? Um, I think it's saved by a fantastic Dr. John piano solo. That's what I think. Jesus, yeah, that's okay. who is what's this piano who's this pianist? What's going on? It's Dr. John, mate. Who's that? He's an amazing pianist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he does he have a band? Um, I don't think he was famous particularly for being in a band. He's like the guy who's kind of played with everyone. Who's he played with? Let me have a look. Ring of Star. Um, That's my doctor on the keys. I thought at first when he said that, yeah, he says that leading into the solo. At first, I'm like, oh my God, it's John Lennon. Like, that's amazing. And then he's like, that's my doctor. And <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, that's Dr. John. Right. I get it. Because at first he's like, take it away, John, or whatever. All right. Um, is, and is he, is he the pianist on like all, like all over this album? No, yeah, he was a solo artist too. Yeah, he did, did a bunch of records. I don't know. I've never really listened to Dr. John's music specifically, but I know I've seen him play with lots of like blues players and stuff like that. He's just yeah. okay. Yeah, um, yeah. See, see, all over this album, there's a lot of funky keyboard bits. It's everywhere. hard to know because there's a lot of credits on this record, and I don't know if you guys kind of dug into who played what on what. But there's, you know, obviously Elton John's on a particular song. Nicky Hopkins is, appears again. There's, there's at least kind of four or five piano players, including John Lennon, Billy Preston. Um, yeah, so yeah. it's 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 a bit hard to know. I would suspect, if I had to have a guess, that this is the only song Doctor John's on. But okay, there's a. I mean, all by myself has like some wild, sort of similar style piano on it. Maybe he's on that as well. Mm. It's yeah. almost like they're kind of making up for weak songs with all the incredible playing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's almost like they're. That's a crazy team. idea, but <laughs> just see me out. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I actually don't mind this song. This is decent. It's got a good groove. I like the horns. Like to be perfectly honest, I can't remember the verse at all. That's all I wrote down as well, Jess. All I wrote down for this as well is fine horns. Okay. That is <laughs> fine <laughs> horns. <laughs> I mean, the, the verse uh, is like. at the same time. <laughs> That sounds like fever. If you put your arms around me, I got the fever that's so hard to grow. It's exactly like fever. That's what it is. It's just a fever. Oh, I love it. So good. Cameron, you're right. Dr. John's on All By Myself. Oh, that is. I'm proud of that. There you go. Well done. Well spotted me. I believe he's doing double piano. I think there's a piano in each ear. And I actually, this, that, that brings piano. me to a point. Yeah, <laughs> double pians. Um, piano up his I, nose. This isn't really... <laughs> stop it, Jess. That's being it's just silly. Um, I wouldn't really normally notice this sort of thing, but this album, I think, has a very good mix. I think everything is very well balanced. There's often mm. lots and lots of things going on that are all really nicely in their place. We're really settling That's, into an era of music that is starting to be... The starting to stand on its own 
against contemporary production, I think. You know, we're mm. in the mid-70s. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean the drums sound great. Yes, it's really totally. nice. There's a lot of mid-70s records that just still sound incredible today, whereas, you know, late 60s even, even the, the some of the mid-Beatles stuff is kind of like, it's a bit bit hard to listen to now, just out of context. Mm. Mm. Only mix-wise, obviously, the songs are amazing. Obviously. Uh, speaking of amazing songs, the next one is my belief pride <laughs> that you cause in the decline. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, so he like he mashes the words belief and pride together just so he can rhyme it with like belief pride, so he can rhyme it with decline. So this is another really? cover, isn't it? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, this so... one. Me, this one stinks of Ringo. Really? But, yeah. I mean, it's very. It sounds like he is blows. doing an imitation of someone else to me, which he is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spot on. And this, Sorry, yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's just Buku's of Blues, isn't it? It yeah. could be on the yeah, album, true. really. But it's it's been recorded like it seems like a classic. I've never heard it before, but uh, any other versions. Uh, but the Everly Brothers did it. Neil Diamond did it. Oh yeah. Um, none of the versions I I particularly like. Uh, I just yeah, yeah it's not a good song. I just I just don't I actually like the song. I don't mind it. So well. <laughs> the first time I listened to it, I thought it was so dumb. But by by time three, I kind of I was like I like the Syndrome. silly mashed together words. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so, I mean, can I just read the? I wrote the lyrics of the bridge down because it's too good. Okay. A man and a woman, woman and a man. Some can and some can't, and some can. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm convinced this song's great. <laughs> um so you said it sounds like it's off Bukuza Blues, but did we really have like a genuinely kind of soft ballad on Bukuza Blues like this? I I, I can't I can't remember, I guess. Yeah, it's I, just I've very that album completely out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Except this, for of course I, the I, amazing cover song we did from it. Of course. There yeah. was, great. There is there definitely, stuff, there definitely good job. There definitely was some slower ballady okay. songs in there. But this one, yeah, Ever, I, I, mean, I feel like this was, uh, this stands out because it's like, oh, okay, I haven't heard Ringo do this, at least for a while. Like there wasn't one of these on um, the last record on Ringo. Um, it's quite sweet, but I guess like ultimately it's not really what I want to hear from him. It's just like there's something about Ringo that I can't fully take seriously at the best of times. And so it just doesn't <laughs> hit the heights that I think he's trying to. Yeah, this song could only get away with its silly, like, or its, its ridiculousness if it was delivered with, like, a really, really kind of heart-wrenching or an, an earnest vocal. And he's not And I think really... he's trying to do that as best he can, <laughs> but it just, yeah. yeah, it's not. I had a thought about his vocal quality. The other, the other week, I, I think on Ringo, I was kind of whinging about how after a while his voice just kind of drills a hole in my head. Yeah. It, it's the same as, and this is putting him in a certain league of musicians, but it's the same as Nick Cave and PJ Harvey. They both do the same thing to me. They have this like Jesus. tone in their voice that kind of like... That I'd say just... PJ Harvey falls into that category. I would not say Nick Cave does. I think Nick no? Cave is far more... Uh... Versatile a singer. Into my arms. Oh, and that's a great song. I can't, great I can't song. make fun of that. Also, the lyrical content is this in this just like it, yeah, that kind of drives me away from it. Um, it's just, you know, it's kind of like implying that divorce means that a relationship has been a waste of time, that you know, oh, you know, the fact that no one, no one no one does it how they used to. It's, you know, this is the reason why no one's married anymore. It's just like, oh God, it's awful. <laughs> 
how does it compare to Paul McCartney's song of Paul Mc of McCartney Free, Women and Wives? Uh, I love that song. It did evoke uh, <laughs> yeah. that when I saw the title and started to listen to it. I'm like, oh, okay, but no, completely different. And uh, I mean, I that's love... completely different. That is it. It's just the title for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I love Paul's voice on that song. It's really, it's his current voice very much. So, like, it it really highlights him as an uh, an older man in a really nice way, I think. But we're not talking about McCartney 3. Let's stop doing no, it. No, we'll get there in about Let's talk about Snookaroo. 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 So what do you think his sister used to make the news for? Hang on. Being a Snookaroo. Prostitution? Is it prostitution? Is that what he's implying? What does he say? That's your first question about sister the Sister used to make the news. And yeah, it's my first question about the song. Okay, just checking. Um... Yeah, to me, uh, yeah. The, the first thing, first place my mind goes is prostitution. I don't know why. Um, Mother used to cut saying? my hair and sister used to make the news. Okay. Daddy's going on the booze. Blimey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's grim up north. It is. Uh, so this was written by Elton John and Bernie Taupin. Oh, um, yes. It, which is, you know, evident. Um it's a great but, little Elton John song. I just wish Elton John was singing it. <laughs> but I think it almost sounds like the most, I don't know what this means, but the most Ringo song on the album in some respects. In some you know? ways, yeah. It's, I don't know. Like, I, I've, I've heard Elton talking about it where he says like, oh, I just kind of wrote Ringo type lyrics and tried to write a simple sort of melody. Like this is not a simple melody and it really suffers for it. In, this, <laughs> in the chorus, it, he gets away with it. In the verses, it's like up and down. Like if you compare the melody of this to the songs penned by like Ringo himself, which are like super simple and sick to like a few notes, like think about Back Off Boogaloo or like It Don't Come Easy. They don't kind of venture beyond about three or four tones. Whereas this is like up and down in a typically kind of Elton John kind of way, which was really great. But yeah. like you just hear Ringo trying to hit the notes and like just kind of almost being left behind the entire way through the verses. And it's just funny to me. It's like, it's like you, can't, I don't really... you can't quite get there. I don't really know Elton John that well. I know okay. the classics, but now thinking about it, which I hadn't really thought about, like if this was maybe slightly faster and rougher, it would sound like Saturday Night. Yeah, totally. Yep. Style. Yeah, it does have that vibe for sure. Uh, yeah. It's a good song though. It's one of the, it's great. the highlights. But it's just like, it's. it was obviously written as kind of like a bit of a, I don't know, an anthem for Ringo. But like what? Snookaroo, really? Like that. <laughs> I mean, also because I just, I just assumed like it was autobiographical. Player. Oh, is that the idea? I thought it was like Snookums, kind of, you know, like a sweet pet name. Yeah, apparently. Oh, it's even, just, if yeah, it is that, even if it is that, like. It's what? also stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> um, the song yeah, which I, concerns I a happy go lucky lout from Northern England was written about Star himself. Right. Bernie Taupin backs this up by calling it a simple autobiographical thing. Sorry, simple right. biographical thing. Okay. The title refers to the billiards game snooker. Okay. Well spotted. I, <laughs> I mean, when, yeah, when it started, I just assumed he was singing about himself. When he introduces this character, I was a bit jarred from it. No, I think, yeah, he is singing about himself. But his name's not Snookaroo. But it is very now. good, Cam. It's, you, it is nothing gets Ringaroo. past you. Ringaroo. Yeah. But that's what I mean. It's like we, this has never been established. Do we know Ringo as like a famous snooker player? And is that like 
Did he dead <laughs> or is he <laughs> trying to rebrand himself? He's like, I'm done with Billy Shears. Snookaroo. <laughs> <laughs> this is Star, part of his. AKA Billy Shears, aka Snookaroo. <laughs> oh no, I, I didn't tell you guys about the film Snookaroo that tied in with this, where he, he um, played a famous blind snooker player. We had to deliver uh, 50 mail order brides to uh, some some snooker players in Texas. Very good. Thank you. So do you want to tell us about All by myself. Okay, so this is kind of, the next song, All By Myself, is exactly what I made about Ringo kind of settling into a certain style. So this is kind Mm. of. We're on side B now, by the way. We've flipped the the record. I looked out the window. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah this one's guys i watched all the people go by <laughs> this one's just nothing it's... i mean do we does do you think he sees the irony of him singing about being alone with nobody else while backed by a full band of one second <laughs> and back and singers? <laughs> <laughs> on an album half written by other people with like i know i know comprised of about 30 people like and this is him. He is there any song, irony here? Yeah, he wrote this song. Yeah, he wrote this oh, song. Oh, by yeah, myself, yeah. ain't got nobody else. Sing it, girls. <laughs> 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 so funny. It cracks me up. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. I mean, look, yeah, if you saw. Him singing this song just from behind the drums with no band, that's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. I would love Ringo to do a solo drums and vocal tour. <laughs> <laughs> just just husbands and wives on the snare and the vocals. This song's fine. It's kind of, you know, it's very much showcases that he is not as good a songwriter as as kind of the people that he's got writing on this album, especially straight after Snookaroo. Yeah, look, I'm sorry, if you want to open up side B. If you want to open up side B with the song that you wrote, open up with fucking back off boogaloo, mate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Same with the next song, really. It's Yeah, uh, I've, I wrote next to this part. low point. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and it's also a Ringo song. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a shame because it's it's like, I think it's the low point because it's the second of two bad songs in a row and it's, it's mm. unfortunate they are the two songs that he wrote. But the drums on this song are really strong. I really like the the groove and how, how he plays it. It sounds Ringo-y. Um, but yeah, this is kind of like a real example of like, I, I, it's funny how like sometimes his voice really works well and sometimes it just doesn't. And this one is one where it just doesn't. I did. I noticed a couple of times, like on the first two tracks, probably he gives it a bit and he gives it a bit more, which is mm. great. It's like, it's finally he's, he's doing something aside from snooker. And I really love it. But yeah, doesn't do it, doesn't come out and call me. The best part of this song for me is the bridge, which is the only part that he doesn't even sing in. Which is <laughs> a bit of a shame. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's that other voice of someone else. Okay, that explains why it's good. Mm. Thoughts, Jack? <laughs> I mean, once again, there's a few songs I've got notes written down for, which they're non existent, really. In this one, all I've right. got is call me and then Starkey in brackets just to know, just to say he wrote it. <laughs> That's the most notable feature. I don't remember right. a single thing about this song, except just when you mentioned the bridge with a different singer. I remember a raspier singer. Aside from that, I don't know a single thing about this song. Yeah, I can't, I can't I really remember this the melody now in my head. I just remember that I don't like some of the chord choices and the, the melody is very simple, um, but I can't even remember it in my head now. Yeah. God. But... 
However, <laughs> the best thing about it is you know end, what's coming next. The end, the back end of this album from now on is all it is. gold. Absolute gold. Yeah. Absolute yeah, fucking gold. What happens? what happens? I don't know. It's very weird. <laughs> Well, it seems that it seems to be songs that are written by other people. Yeah, but, that works. Uh, but yeah, the No-No song. The No-No oh song. It's amazing. It's so strange. It's ama- <laughs> it is. It's it's amazing. So, like at first, I thought, okay, this is a cover, but this was written for him, which even makes it funnier. Yep. Yep. It's just. But it's like a. Would you call it an anti-drug song? It's very hard to tell. Yeah, but is it, or is it just like, is that why it's funny? Because he's obviously yeah. doing this while he's getting smashed with Keith Moon. Yeah, every night. I mean, like, this so is funny. that notorious period where he's, you know, bang on it. So yeah. Should we read uh, out some of the lyrics of this song? Yeah, I think we better. Yeah, why not? Do it. Do it. Well, actually, yeah. the first first thing to say is the whole thing's in this kind of quasi Jamaican accent, which not is the whole just the first Mother. verse <laughs> where he's talking which, about the he's talking marijuana. About marijuana, which, okay. So yeah, that, that is again, what makes funny. Cause like half of it's this faux Jamaican accent and then half of it, well, the, the tail end is like kind of a country styling with oh, yeah. guitar, like country guitar. And it's just, it's so funny. Doesn't the banjo <laughs> pick up at one point? Like when he says, what does he say? And there's then a the, the little band. Yeah. When he starts talking, the man I know just came from Nashville, Nashville Tennessee. Tennessee. And then, yeah. and then the banjo sort of just comes in. It's just like, That's Oh right. my God. What well, it's, yeah, it's like a slide guitar. Yeah. <laughs> it's a slide guitar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, the, uh, so yeah, the, I think the second verse is kind of the highlight. Maybe we'll just play a little clip here from the second verse. A woman that I know just came from Mallorca, Spain. She smiled because I did not understand. Then she held out a 10 pound bag of cocaine. She said it was the finest in the land. And I said, no, 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 I don't. No more. I'm tired of waking up on the floor. It only makes me sneeze Then it makes it hard to find the door <laughs> I mean, Just no thank you please That is No so thank good. you please <laughs> That's true <laughs> But it feels so right It only, it only makes, makes me sneeze <laughs> oh, dear. I'm tired of waking up on the floor That's so evocative Just the idea of Ringo yeah. being like Waking up and being like, oh man, I woke up on the floor again. <laughs> Not again. Put, puts on his glasses. I can't even find the door. <laughs> it's very hard to find. <laughs> I also, I like the way that the, the stakes, like in terms of the hardness of drugs, the stakes get lower. all like, over the place. <laughs> marijuana, <laughs> cocaine, moonshine. <laughs> moonshine, yeah. And he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand Spanish. Which is fair, I guess. Yeah. He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand. Oh no, they're both. It's Colombia and then Spain, so he doesn't understand Spanish in two different places. And then he doesn't understand American people from Nashville. <laughs> yeah, where he went to record an album, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How did he get through that? How did he get through focus of blues without understanding a word they said? He must have been smashed the moonshine the whole time. <laughs> And even the line, a man I know just came from Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> oh, and they just chuck an O on the end just to make it fit the, the, the stanza, uh, even though. Uh, <laughs> oh, so I mean, in the Mallorca verse as well. So, like, they do a little a little thing, like someone pipes up with a little shouty bit in the background when he announces where the person's from. And after the Mallorca one, someone says, Parazze, Parazze. 
which yeah. I'm pretty sure is not Spanish. I don't think that's a Spanish word. I think someone just made up a word in the studio and was like, this is what people say in Mallorca when they're holding big, big bags of 10 pound cocaine. <laughs> the oh, finest in the it. land. <laughs> yeah. One note, the guy who wrote this song uh, was married four times, three ended in divorce. Oh, oh so one lost me. It's, I mean, it's my belief that pride is the chief cause in the decline in the number of husbands and wives. So yeah, you're not wrong, mate. You're taking a lesson with you from that. He also, he also wrote The Pusher by Steppenwolf, actually, which is another drug-related song. So Interesting. Yeah, I, I was reading that he, anymore, he, this but... songwriter had struggled with addiction, so I guess it's more about him. But just the fact that it's sung by Ringo is just so funny. It's yeah. so funny. Because yeah. Ringo, yeah, Ringo, he indulged, right? But he always, he seems so cheeky. You can't imagine him as like a, you know, you know, like 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 John being on heroin for a while. Like that just doesn't match with Ringo. He's a he's a pub's down the pint. Sorry, pub pints down the pub guy. Yeah, you don't see, hear any horrendous Ringo stories. You hear him that you know uh, getting on it a bit, but never anything awful. Yeah, you know? I'm sure he smoked so, a lot of weed over his life. Yeah, yeah. he created a lot of things over his life. Sure, he bought a lot of sunglasses. <laughs> um, so then we've got the cover of Only You. Um, I love this. I think it's great. Yeah. Mm. And this, yeah. I, I mean, I love the, the original Platters version. Yeah. But too. I honestly, I might, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I might prefer <laughs> this version. I know. Isn't that because weird? I would never expect it. It's obviously totally, totally different, which is good. Um, yes, that's why I like it. It's the opposite of uh, that terrible other song. What's it called? Yeah, Acapella. it's not a straight cover. It's not mm. a straight cover. And it also, like, apparently uh, uh, John Lennon and Harry Nilsson did the demo uh, for okay. this this song. So there is a version of it you can hear. And it's, it's, it, it's to be honest, it's even better than this version with Lennon singing. And Harry Nilsson is singing back in vocals on this Ringo version yes. as well. Um, but the guitar on it is like sounds like um, John Lennon's version of Stand By Me as well. Um, and but yeah, it's just great. It's really, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Very I, nice. I, it's also not kind of what you expect a Ringo cover of this song to be. You'd expect it to be a bit more straight up or a bit more kind of like croony or country like. But he has this really breathy tone that I've never heard him sing like. Like it's there's fewer sustained notes and it's him just kind of like delivering it from the heart rather than trying too hard to to make it strong or whole, you know, and it's, yeah. it works really well for me. I love his voice in this. It's kind of the highlight of yeah. the album, like vocally, I think. Yeah. And back with Nilsson doing the, ooh, yeah. it's just lovely. Well. The only bit I don't like is the kind of spoken word section to all the back end of the song. <laughs> that's <laughs> too you. serious for Ringo to get away with in his yeah. voice. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Only that's you. Fair. <laughs> yeah. And as I say, the video is worth checking out. It's yeah, ridiculous. It, it makes yeah, no yeah. sense, but yeah, I absolutely have okay. to get onto that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they didn't, you know, try and maintain the seriousness in the video. Just you know, chucking a flying saucer. I love it. Yeah, that's it. Definitely, mm. definitely. If in doubt, throw a flying saucer. Do you like it, Ken? And you know, <laughs> I really like it. I like it a lot, but mm. um, I don't know the song that well, so I can't. Okay. You know, I don't have a. I don't have a comparison point to um to to compare it to um so i feel like i can't really stop it so i'm not gushing over it the same way as you guys are but i really liked it yeah i have nothing more to add it's very sweet and it's very it is that yeah that that 
when when Ringo has his more like ballad sweetness side, when it turns out really well, as in this song, and I will also say the next song when we get to it, mm. um, I really really like it. Good, Good job. Good job, Richard. Well done, Starkey. So the next song is a Harry Nielsen song? It is, yes. Which makes me want to listen to more Harry Nielsen, really. I think I need to delve more. Yeah. Mm. yeah it's a great song. He re-recorded this version, uh, uh, this song, a couple of years later. Okay. I can't remember the year, but not too too many, not too late, too much later. And I don't think it's as good, actually. Yeah, right. But the album he recorded it on was, was called, however you say it in Latin, fake Latin, do it on Monday was the oh, name yeah. of the album. All oh, right. Um, so, you know, some connection well, there. I mean, uh, this song sounds more like a James Bond theme than any other song that we've done up to this point, including the Oh, yeah. Yep. It sounds like a kind of like a show tune ballad for me. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I tried to look up if Frank Sinatra had recorded a version of this because I could just, yeah. if I'd heard this song, I would just be like, oh, well, not with this finger song, but if I just heard Frank Sinatra singing this song, uh, I would just be like, oh, yeah, it's one of them Frank Sinatra songs I haven't heard. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, I could imagine him doing it. Totally. It's just a well-written song, I think. It's, it's, mm. yeah. yeah, I love it. It's really nice. I, uh, I think we should petition for uh, the next Bond film to be called Easy For Me and uh, host our dear friend Ringo as the, as the singer. I mean, the Move over film doesn't have to have the same name as the song, but okay. But it generally does. Okay. In fact, always doesn't no, not always. Very. What was what was the one? Bond Spectre film? was called the Writings on the Wall. Nobody really? does it better. Was for the Spy Who Loved Me. Nobody does it better. The the best of all um, the. Bond you know films. my name was for Casino Royale. Would you like me to go on? Oh, camera, or are you... Uh Yeah, one more. One more would be nice. What? Damn, what? I don't just, think I can think of one. <laughs> what's the softest, schmaltziest, balladiest Bond theme? Uh, maybe you only live twice. Yeah, that is what I said. Yeah, oh, so yeah. this song reminds me of Feeling the Twice. Yeah, it does actually. Yeah. A great song. Nancy Sinatra. There yeah. you go. Nancy Sinatra. Oi. Hey. Oh, man. I really need to. I really want to do an album of Bond songs. Mm. It's just, it's got to be done. It's just it's beckoning. Should we do Inuit Does Bond? After this, maybe that's what we could do. We could, we, once we've finished all the post Beatles albums, we can go through all the James Bond movies and their theme songs and great. discuss them one by one. Do you want to hear that, people? Tweet us. <laughs> Hit us up on Instagram. Post Beatles pod. We can do post Bond pod. It'd be great. That Wait, post Bond? Sure, why not? All of the films by Sean Connery after he stopped playing James Bond. Well, hopefully by that stage All the, the fucking franchise will finally be dead. <laughs> so they, they talk about wanting to recast James Bond. Oh, you know, there's there's implication that there's going to be a, a female Bond taking over from, uh, what's his name, Daniel Craig in this Daniel new Craig. film, If It Ever Comes Out, No Time to Die. All of the time to die, apparently. And uh, I'm just like, I, like I understand the want for um, diversity in casting. And I understand, you know, wanting to open it up to the potential of other types of people playing the role. Maybe we should just fucking let Bond die. Like, it's it was made in the 50s. Like, get a new <laughs> character. Like, make new enough, films with a different thing. Like, There's just, not enough dead characters. But dead people are underrepresented in film, I find. That's right. And, just, I, I don't like mean kill off the character. I mean, kill off the franchise. Like, it's been kind of... Di- like, it, every few films, there's, like, one really successful one that, like, revives it back from the dead. And then mm. the next three films are terrible again. It's yeah, like they it's all so inconsistent. Make money. So like it's you know it's, they, they don't. don't do they're not. They're not always like. There's always one out of you know each Bond actor that's like threatens to tank the franchise. It was Die Another Day, and then like I'm not sure how well Spectre did, but obviously um, the second one in his run was 
not very well, didn't do very well. Quantum of Solace because of the writer strike and all that. Yeah, anyway, tangent. But um, I just think my vote is don't don't cast a black Bond or a female Bond. Don't make more Bond films. Like, just stop it. Just we're done. <laughs> that, I, I think I'm a little burnt by Spectre and how fucking terrible it was. So the I don't want to say anymore. It's so fucking bad. It, it, it yeah, is oh, atrocious. Considering it. it was basically the same team behind Skyfall, which was like an amazing film for me. Yeah, I, th- I thought Skyfall was one of the best. If one of the best ever. Yeah, I agree. And Spectre is terrible. It recontextualizes all of Daniel Craig's films like everything that happened was like the machinations of Blofeld and it's just, it's so bad. Anyway. Spoiler alert, by the way. Yeah, yes. I don't care. I will spoil it. <laughs> Jess, could you talk about Bond for maybe another, at least a minute while I go get, grab a beer, all right? Sure. Thank yep, you, no mate. worries. Cheers, cheers, cheers. So what's um, your favourite James Bond theme song, Cameron? Oh, Jesus, Jess, come on. This is this is very unfair. It's, come on. I mean, I did just say Wait. it was it was the one from The Spy Who Loved Me. Um, ah, yeah, nobody does thing. it better. It's very it good. does it better. Probably is the best one. Well, let's go top Clay, three, of course, then. is up there. Okay, yeah. So those two that I just said, and we're gonna have what to was the other one you said? Less, sorry, at Live and Let Die, and now we have to choose oh, something a bit less, course. less rock and roll. Um, maybe oh my God, it has to be Goldfinger, doesn't it? It's yeah, too, I mean, it's pretty great. Yeah, it's quick, it's very tight. Fourth runner up, Madonna's Die Another Day. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. Thank God. You? What's my top three? I'm so yeah. glad you asked. Uh, Goldeneye by Tina Turner, written by Bono on the Edge. Live and Let Die. Obviously, Live and Let Die. And then the third one, maybe uh, Thunderball by Tom Jones, because it yeah. is one of the most ridiculous bombastic performances in a vocal you'll ever hear. Yeah, um, that was the era when they every like Bond theme had to have a <laughs> every <laughs> so Bond theme good. had to have a high a high note at the end, and his yeah. is right. Shirley What's Bassel, new Shirley Thunderball? Is that pure right? That's when he sounds like he comes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say when I no, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, Thunderball. Yeah, cool. Anyway. Back off, Thunderball. <laughs> Back off, Thunderball. Thunderball. Rock on, oh my soul. But yeah, going back to Easy For Me, uh, I think Ringo's voice, again, works really well here. And having this and Only You toward the end of the album really saves it from being like... Yeah, like I mean, it's, it's amazing that you manage to have two... Yeah, I keep saying this word, two schmaltzy ballads back to back and they they don't get boring. Yeah, I think they it, both really I think, I think they owe a lot to No No Song. I think No No Song yep. lifts the spirits and gets you ready for that. Yeah, yes. that's true. Totally. So what's the start of Side B, sorry? All oh, by myself. All by myself, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God, All by myself is not the worst, but just, it's just, yeah, with Call Me back to back, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, you would flip, people who flip that disc would be very... Imagine if Side B had like opened with Back Off Boogaloo. Yeah. The spirits would be, be lifted. Be fucking in it. You would forgive Call Me because you know No No Song's coming up next. Yep. You would. Yeah. And then we've got the reprise at the end of the album, which is unnecessary and it's a bit silly. Mm. One yeah. and a quarter minutes of silliness. I mean, I guess it sort of. Oh, that's with God. Uh, yeah, yeah. I does it sums not does it sum up the album? No, I, no. I it just goes back to it's, the start. It's pretending like it's summing up the album, but it's not really yeah. doing anything. Has, have we it's, had a single album that hasn't something. referenced something earlier in the album or another album? Um, like it's just so common. They all uh, need to they, do things. It is common. I don't think we have. It's and sometimes it's amazing. But. Talking of common threads through the albums, I mean, we already know this, but on. Looking at the credits for this album, uh, so many of the same players 
other than I suppose on Paul McCartney Wings albums, are all the same musicians. Mm. They keep popping up, don't they? Yeah. In 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 George's Ringo's and yeah, it's all the same crew. So I, who would be? I'm going to just throw it out there. <laughs> if around this time, maybe even a bit later, if John hadn't have died, who would be in your Beatles reunion? Because if they had reformed, there would be extra players. There has to be. Okay. Do you know what I mean? To so play all the songs. We've got we've got the core four. We've got Billy Preston, no question. 100%. Um, we've, 100%. Got, we've got Jim Keltner who comes out so that Ringo can stand up and sing lead vocals from time to time. Yes. Um, and sometimes both of them playing drums together. Um, yeah. We've got Klaus Foreman stepping in on bass when Paul goes to piano. Yeah. And or probably Orton. Nah, I don't think Paul would be on drums in this context just because, you know, we've got Jim, Jim covering the drums. And then maybe like... Maybe like Eric Clapton stepping in on guitar when like maybe John Den- goes Denny to Denny Lane all the way. Get Denny in there. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a good. That's I didn't think of that because I agreed. I I'm with you, Jess. I, that's what I was thinking. Eric Clapton as well. But actually, yeah. now you've said Denny, yeah, it would actually good. be nice to to get Kraken. Denny in, especially with his vocals. I think I prefer Denny's vocals to Eric Clapton's. Now I think about it. Yeah. Right. I do love the trio of the McCartneys and Denny Lane singing together so much, but it just feels oh, of like course. that. So you'd have to have Linda. Linda. You yeah. would have to have Linda. Mm. But the, the, does the that mean players, you have to have Yoko as well? The, no. no. The, players, <laughs> <laughs> the players on Paul's stuff kind of feel separate to me to like the rest, you know, everything else is kind of this little, you know, they're, they're all helping each other out, but Paul's then over in his own little world playing in his sandbox, which is great. Um, yeah. But, you know, it doesn't, the idea of Denny Lane playing with the rest of them is like a bit weird to me. Yeah. But I think, yeah, mm. Linda would be great. But Clapton deserves to be there, I suppose, as much as, well, yeah, of course it's Clapton, but as much yeah, as Billy Clapton Preston be, does, you know. Particularly Clapton because be his doing... guitar playing goes great with George's, you know. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. They stole my point, yes. <laughs> Whereas Denny Lane could, you know, come in for the Rippin' solo on My Love when the Beatles decide to play My Love. Nah, it wouldn't happen. Wouldn't happen. <laughs> wouldn't happen. Would they have done that? Imagine that. The Beatles, John Lennon doesn't die. The Beatles reform in 1987 to celebrate my birthday. And they... Your birth. <laughs> my birthday. <laughs> the day of my birth. And do they play songs? Do they play Live and Let Die? Do they play Imagine? Yeah. I mean, I would say no. I don't They'd think have they'd to do... play Single Pigeon. <laughs> would they play oh, the No it. No, no the, song? <laughs> It's the first it's the Beatles reunion, the first reunion for 20 years, and they just <laughs> start with single, single pigeon. Single pigeon. <laughs> it's like all of, all of <laughs> Retro's feet wagon. And like, and like halfway through side B, John's just like, oh, fuck this, and he just walks off stage. And then they break it's up just like, them. cookie. <laughs> Sick of your granny music, Paul. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I think we're all, yeah, we're, we're on board anyway. It makes yeah. sense. Did we listen to yeah. the extended version of Six O'Clock from this record I, as I well? I did, yeah. Do you mean the Lin- Linda and Ringo duet? Yeah, when Paul starts <laughs> singing, it's just like, oh, this is a great song. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. It's refreshing. To and you hear. can hear Linda on there. It's yeah. nice. It's good. It's good. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's, it's really, it's really nice. Really, nice really nice. Song. Okay, so... Yeah, well, if we were to rate this album on some kind of scale, maybe on a scale mm. of one to temporary secretary, what would you rate it? 
Lads? Mm. Mm. Take it away, mm. someone. Mm. Okay, well, I just give it a solid five. I'm not going to think about it. It's just a five. I feel like I made, well, I guess I have thought about it. I think I gave Sentimental Journey. <laughs> I was just about to say, of you're about to around think about there. It, right? <laughs> I think I gave it around there. And I know that I gave Ringo a six o'clock, which probably was a low scoring now, but I, I, I give this a five because I've enjoyed it overall. Um, <laughs> but didn't we agree six o'clock wasn't a six? Six o'clock is just six o'clock. Yeah, it's just six o'clock, but still it's around a six. Okay. And, you know, uh, I don't know. I'll just say a five, you know. Yeah. Five, you're not alone. <laughs> Let's just go. Five, you're not alone. Yeah, okay. Cam? I'm going to give it six Arabs dancing in Zion. <laughs> <laughs> Says, yeah, it's a six for me. It's, you know, because I, I, I feel like my six is Jack's five. He's a bit harsher on his numbers than I am. And it's just like, yeah, it's good. It's got some great moments. The No No song lifts it up hugely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's it's not it's not Ringo. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's it. Great cover. Great. Okay, so for me, um, it's got some absolute highlights. I'd say four of these songs I love. It's got some baffling choices. The I the, the it's getting Ringo to sing, even though I kind of like it. Getting Ringo to sing a song written by Elton John, weird. <laughs> and that acapella cover, awful. But. For some reason, it has this charm and it makes me want to come back to it. It's just like got this little yeah. nugget that makes me go, oh, I really like Goodnight Vienna. I'm going to, it's kind of, it's stuck in my mind as being one that I think I'm going to go back to just kind of for the the sheer bafflement. Bafflement? Is it a word? Yeah, and bafflism, I think. Anyway, I'm giving it an eight. Holy shit. Whoa, yeah. holy. Good night, Vienna. Good, <laughs> good, night. good riddance, Vienna. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's good. I can't believe I rated yeah. it higher than Walls and Bridges. But no, I'm sticking to it. It's it's more memorable than Walls and Bridges for me. Yeah, um, okay. I want more silliness from my Ringo, and I want uh, more nicknames. You know, the artist formerly known as Snookaroo, he's got plenty more in him. So on the title of this album, mm. Good Night Vienna, um, the cleaner at my old job, and also Jack's old job, because we did hold the same job uh, at different periods in our life, um, used to always use the expression Good Night Vienna. She was a woman, she still is a woman, with a very, very strong uh, Dublin accent. And she just kind of, when when she was about to finish up work, she'd be like, I'm not going to do the accent, but she'd be like, you know, I'm just, just going to finish up these last two rooms and it's Good Night Vienna. Mm. Or she'd be like, I'm going to polish off a bottle of whiskey tonight and then good night, Vienna. She'll be okay. chuffed to hear that she's been uh, talked about on this podcast. I'm going to have to tell her. Okay. I don't know if yeah. she's listened to it. Well, we should better get on it. Well, it's a, do you ever use the phrase, Jack, in conversation? No, I can't say I ever have. I've, I, I've heard, it feels like I, a bit of a more old-fashioned term. Yeah. yeah, I've heard people use it. I know, I know of it, but I would never say it, I don't think. But I will now. It means it's all over, Cam, apparently. Yeah, yeah. When this particular cleaner started using it, I knew it. Like I, I recognized. Right, it. I thought okay. it was an old Broadway term or something, but I don't know if there ever was. A, maybe I just knew it from Ringo Starr mm. without realizing it. Well, on that <laughs> Ringo keeps teaching us lots of fun things. Doesn't he just? We have so much to thank him for, and so much to pity him for. <laughs> Cameron, yes, <laughs> come on. Don't you dare Do you pity hear? Ringo. He doesn't Do need you your pity. Me? No, it's true. He can he can cry into his millions and millions of pounds. Well, I think it's evident which song we have to do for this album. At first, I was like, we have to do 
Back off Back Boogaloo because it's yeah, such a banger. But it would have been harder to do that justice without literally George Harrison playing his guitar on it. So mm-hmm. we're going to do the No No song. And, and we'll see how yes, the uh, yes. vocal take comes out. Yeah, we will. Uh, yeah. Really, huh. really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Have we, we haven't decided who's going to sing it, but I have a feeling. I have a little feeling I might know who's going to be singing it. Well, there are three verses. Maybe maybe there's That's room for true. Three. Who does the best Jamaican accent? Oh, God. <laughs> We're not doing a Jamaican accent. All right. Uh, until next time. Um, what is next time? Next, next time's. It's dark. We're onto a George Harrison album finally. Oh, finally. What is it? Extra texture. No, Dark Horse. Dark Horse, yeah. Fantastic. Great. Great. Looking forward to it. There you go. Welcome back, George. That's it. That's it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Until then. Pleasure. Yeah. Good night. You guys have a lovely. Vienna! 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 Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at We Don't Believe in Beatles and on Twitter at Post Beatles Pod. This podcast is fully independent, so if you'd like to help us continue to make fun shows, please go to patreon.com slash we don't believe in Beatles and become a patron today. Otherwise, please leave us a review on your chosen podcast app or tell a friend to spread the word. Thanks. See you next week. <laughs>